This is a difficult story. Being stationed in China as a diplomat, as somebody that works for their government, and recognizing that the Chinese Communist Party monitors everything that you do. There are cameras and microphones throughout your living spaces. This was especially traumatic for my wife, who struggled with the fact that everything that she did, every second of every day, she was followed in that, in that apartment that we lived in. And to this day, she suffers from a sort of PTSD that comes from having lived under a microscope. You know, she would go into a closet and cry, um, shut off the lights and cry in the dark because she knew that she couldn't get away from it. We must stop the Chinese Communist Party's power grab at all costs or prepare to live in a world where you can be arrested for watching this documentary. Americans have never confronted an adversary that has engaged in total war to the extent that the CCP has. This is all-out war. Remember, it's we must live. We, the CCP, must live and you must die so you'll never be able to compete again. The Communist Party of China sees this as a battle of the titans and either the American system's going to win or the Communist Party of China system is going to win. The American reality of confronting the CCP is the final war because the, the CCP is the greatest threat in human history to freedom. We could wake up some morning and realize this is history's last war. Most Americans are not aware that we are at war with the Chinese communist regime. They also don't realize that if the CCP won this final war, our sacred, unalienable rights and all we hold dear will vanish. But where exactly is the main battlefield of this war? The emphasis I have to make is it's in every living room in the United States and the free world. It's in every classroom. It's in every university. It's an attack on your values. It's an attack on everything. It's not fought with bombs or bullets or nuclear submarines or stealth fighters. It's fought in our homes, in our schools, in our state houses, in our Congress. Well, China has this doctrine of unrestricted warfare, which means they can do anything they want, which means they will use every tool at their disposal. And they are overwhelming the United States. They're overwhelming our government, the FBI, local governments, institutions, businesses. And they're using every point of contact to subvert us. Unrestricted means that the Chinese Communist Party follows no rules. And much like the French, prior to World War II, they built this great wall to keep the Germans out, called the Maginot Line. And the French generals were so sure that this Maginot Line was gonna protect them from a German invasion. And in fact, what did the Germans do? They used airplanes and tanks and went right around the Maginot Line, and France collapsed very quickly. So in essence, what I recognized was I was part of an establishment that in many ways represented the modern Maginot Line. And in fact, the vaunted U.S. military had been outflanked and the Chinese Communist Party using the tools of Silicon Valley, the tools of individual influence and data collection, 
and business, economics, financial incentives were eroding the principles that that vaunted establishment was meant to protect. That's what Xi Jinping's Wuwangshushin really means. Through our interviews, the amount and scale of the CCP's infiltration into American society unfolded before us. It far exceeds what a single film can contain. We can only pick a few of the real stories, but they're enough to show how much the CCP has already succeeded in taking over American politics, the economy, and the media. In the Chinese Communist Party context, United Front work activities are the main vehicle for subversion within the United States. They have networks of agents who are directed to influence the media, to influence the government, to influence the business community, to influence the entertainment industry. They've been highly successful at this. Economically, the Communist Party of China is buying up American companies. It is a huge influence in Hollywood. It's got a lot of influence in various newspapers and, and digital media in the country. It's very much allied with big tech. Big tech is thrown in with the Communist Party of China and is actively censoring people who want to expose the Communist Party of China's crimes. And it's also buying up and influencing politicians. While I was working at, at the Pentagon, we began to engage some of the think tanks in Washington, D.C. to find out if any of them were willing to do a study to understand how the corporate America was being influenced by the Chinese Communist Party. We talked to a number of the think tanks and finally uh, had one that was willing to do a study. This was probably the top think tank in Washington, D.C. On the eve of them basically beginning the study, the head of the think tank called the donors and said, I've reconsidered, this is not for us, and we're no longer going to undertake the study. And you start to look at the donors and the, and the board members, you realize that a lot of these donors and board members, and in particular a lot of the scholars that are working in the think tanks in some way or other benefit from their relationship with China. So what I realized when I was at the White House was this was happening not just with regard to this major think tank, but law firms all across the country, lobbying firms, PR firms, communication firms, all of these firms that are in many ways used by the Chinese Communist Party to influence our political process and in turn, that affects our national security. The last to enter, escorted by members of the Joint Inaugural Committee, was Bill Clinton. They had figured Clinton as a comer when he was governor of Arkansas. So they, there was a Chinese restaurant across the street from the Arkansas State Capitol. Um, Clinton, like many other people, likes his Chinese food, and he gets to be friends with this guy. And then when he gets to the White House, this guy comes with him and has a position of significant influence. They're good at this. They were setting these, these situations up in many state capitals. The Clinton administration was rife with influence from China.
I can remember as a reporter going to the Pentagon for a background briefing on the People's Liberation Army. At the end of one of these briefings, a colonel came in and said, the general would like to see you. And the general was the head of the DIA, the Defense Intelligence Agency. And he told me that China was not a threat. I was shocked because uh, I could understand a political appointee or a, even a civilian intelligence official telling me that, but for the top military intelligence official to tell me that a nuclear-armed communist dictatorship in Beijing was not a threat to the United States really told me that China had been so successful in influencing the U.S. government that it had reached the highest levels of the U.S. military intelligence community. The NBA faces a major backlash this morning. The fact that the Chinese government can force the general manager of the Houston Rockets to walk back comment is actually frightening to me. Chinese government asked the league to fire Houston Rockets general manager Daryl Morey after he posted a pro-Hong Kong tweet. You have companies like Disney. Disney is facing backlash for its live-action remake of Mulan. Mulan's end credits thanking parts of the Chinese government that have been accused of human rights violations. You have companies who walk back comments when the Chinese communist government challenges them and threatens them because of comments they've made. The Gap apologized for selling t-shirts emblazoned with a map of China, not including Taiwan, South Tibet, or the South China Sea. 90% of what you hear in the news today is all driven by Chinese communist leadership. If you know how to connect the dots, is the Chinese Communist Party's behind it to completely destroy the free world, democracy, and with intent to fully take it over. One of the primary organizations is called the China United States Exchange Foundation. This is chaired and founded by one of the individuals who really oversees this united front effort. And this group has made overtures to journalists, former congressmen, uh, textbook review commissions, think tankers, and even academics and professors to really push a pro-Beijing line. Often they offer them trips to China uh, in exchange for either favorable coverage or disseminating positive messages about the Chinese government. Virtually every mainstream media outlet, all the way from CNN, Washington Post, the New York Times, down to even local news outlets, all expenses paid by the Chinese government. They've been taking out full pages in the Wall Street Journal, in the New York Times, in the Washington Post. And these look like regular news items, but they're in fact sourced for Xinhua, the Chinese news agency. And so they give the Chinese point of view. What the CCP is targeting are the most powerful voices in our society, be it the media or the government. Once tainted by the party, these institutions can then amplify the Chinese narrative and deliver it to American households. What is the CCP good at? Beat the Americans at their own game. Having watched us and studied us for decades, the party knows exactly where the pressure points are and who to target. 
Once these key figures are bribed or threatened, the CCP's real atrocities will stay in the dark. Compromise and silence bought us temporary gain, but it comes at a cost. The future of our children. The China-United States Exchange Foundation has even extended its reach into textbooks that are used at the kindergarten level. Uh, for over a decade now, they've carried out what's called the Tibet Factual Review, which is an effort to influence and really dictate uh, in its entirety the way that the issue of Tibet is covered in textbooks that are used in American classrooms. Time Magazine, which is one of these mainstream media outlets that also participated in these China-United States Exchange Foundation trips, years after sending journalists on these trips, they actually partnered with Huawei, which is of course a national security threat uh, as regarded by the United States, to launch a publication for children, specifically for use in classrooms. And the magazine was called Time for Kids. I am one of the few people on Wall Street that tries to understand the manner in which they're operating and also the incentives of all the players and then the proclivities of everyone that uh, wants to invest in and, and make a profit from China and then the, the very few that actually put morality in front of dollar signs. just uh, live with some genocide and live with some atrocities that are going on in Xinjiang and the forced live organ harvesting of the Falun Gong. The Tibetans and the Mongolians and ethnic Christians and Wall Street just doesn't care about that, right? They, they care about the next profit dollars. These stories are just the tip of the iceberg. The Communist Party's ubiquitous spy network. The astronomical losses to its reckless intellectual property theft. The deadly drug fentanyl imported through the Mexican border. The devastating blow to American manufacturing. The CCP devouring American land. The censorship of Hollywood, and so on. All of these are pushing our country, our families, and our children the abyss. The Chinese government, uh, under the Thousand Talents program, attempts to recruit very smartly brilliant American scientists working on programs that benefit them. Now, in the case of the Harvard Dean of Biology right now, is under review by the FBI and the Department of Justice for actually running one such black laboratory in China. During the recent administration, the White House produced a report showing that uh, under uh, conciliatory policies towards Beijing, uh, the United States lost between 250 and 600 billion annually in technology that was stolen by the Chinese. No nation which relies on its technological base for so much of its economy can survive under that kind of loss. 95% of the fentanyl that comes in to the U.S. comes from China through Mexico. Now, where they have been successful is in Hollywood. Uh, I have a friend who is so much an expert on Chinese films that the Chinese themselves ask him to come and talk to them about Chinese films. And he says unequivocally that Hollywood will not make a film that 
does not have the Chinese censors in mind. The secret of the CCP's unrestricted warfare is to first corrupt people's morality, then use the corrupted people to destroy America step by step. How many people have become tools in the CCP's war? The answer will eventually surface. What will the consequences be if we lose this ultimate battle with the Chinese communist regime? China will control the United States of America. We are going to have this worry about our very civilization being ruined. We face the prospect of becoming a U.S. system with Chinese characteristics in the not-too-distant future. And a new generation of Americans will be trained to obey the CCP instead of defending our freedoms that were obtained at such great cost. And if you want to see how your children are going to be treated in 20 years, just look at how the genocide is going on right now with the Uyghurs, uh, the genocide and the live human organ transplants with the Falun Gong and with the Tibetans. The totalitarian rule of the Chinese communist regime has always been accompanied by the use of crisis and fear. The development of the so-called China model is in fact a political monstrosity unprecedented in human history. Facial recognition technology cameras, the internet, and artificial intelligence are used to create a ubiquitous surveillance network. There are currently more than one billion surveillance cameras installed around the world, and more than half of these are in China. What would our lives be like if the Chinese communist model took control of America. They aim to create the ultimate totalitarian state, a digital totalitarian state, where everything is run by computer, where everybody has social credit scores, where everybody is tracked from cradle to grave, where your life is never your own. Everything you do is dictated by the party. The ultimate totalitarian state and this should horrify everybody. When you have the social credit system being put together, the Great Firewall, 626 million surveillance cameras, and we're just seeing China go back to the worst excesses of the totalitarian period. It control how people get their information, how people cross the road, how people buy things, and what people say every single word on the internet, how people move around, every aspect of the Chinese ordinary citizen is subject to a very rigid surveillance and control. Take over your freedom to be completely controlled by surveillance, by technology, uh, by punishment. To this day, there are still many governments who are buddies with the CCP falling for their lies and money traps, being in danger without realizing it. But what is the nature of the Chinese communist regime? The nature of the Chinese communist party 
in terms of its internal workings is one that's even worse than the, the Soviet Union and its Communist Party. That is to say, it's even less transparent. It's even more insular. But the thing that I think is the defining characteristic is that it is zealously focused on every policy inside China and outside China being focused on China being the hegemon. I would describe the nature of the Communist Party of China as a basically a mafia type system. It's like a political mafia. It is going to corrupt everything it touches. It's going to destroy everything it can. It is going to take over everything it can. It is the most evil institution that has ever existed on this planet. There's one key fact that we have to keep always in the, in the back of our minds. We can never, can never forget. And that is, the Chinese Communist Party has already killed 70 million, at least 70 million of its own citizens. We're talking about atrocities, crimes against humanity, genocide. We're talking about the worst uh, behavior of human history. The whole system is based on suppression and cruelty and tyranny. So the communists won't say, we're coming to overthrow and destroy your family. We're coming to overthrow your government. We're coming to destroy your religion. They will say, we're coming to give you more wealth. We're coming to help equality. We're coming to end oppression. Their whole philosophy is based on lying. And the Communist Party of China is a cancer on this planet. It's a leech. It's drawing resources and nutrients from all over the world to feed its megalomania, to feed its growth. So we have to cut off the nutrients because the Communist Party of China is parasitic. It cannot survive on its own. It's leeching off the Chinese people and now it wants to parasitize the whole planet. So we have to stop that happening. The CCP is not a party, uh, like a Democrat or a Republican. It's a cult. So the cult has the believing from the beginning to the end until the cult is totally disassembled. The Chinese Communist Party has hijacked the Chinese nationalism to pretend to represent the interests of the people, while in fact, the Chinese Communist Party is the enemy of the Chinese people. The Chinese Communist Party is not China, it is not the Chinese people. In fact, it is, a, it is an evil political regime that controls China and controls the Chinese people. And so when we talk about what an evil political regime does, we must always say, that's the Chinese Communist Party. For the first time in decades, we've seen a significant decline in American quality of life. American youth may be far worse off than their parents. Now just pause for a moment and think about all of the examples in history of tyrants, of empires, who were not well-intentioned when it came to human flourishing. The CCP is at the top of that terrible list. And what remains beautiful about the United States of America, in spite of our warts, in spite of our political challenges, is that we do represent, if you talk to anyone in the world, the last best hope, not just for Americans, but for freedom. And so for the United States to fail to confront 
the full scope and reality of the CCP and how they see this final war is not just to cause Americans to suffer, it's to cause people worldwide to suffer. Because if the United States can't prevail against the CCP, then no one can.